Welcome to the Busy Executives Podcast. We know firsthand how important your time is. That's why every power-packed episode promises to help elevate your leadership in 10 minutes or less. Each week, I offer practical coaching, development tools, and conversations with world changers to help you boost your engagement so you can optimize your frontline and bottom line. Let's go. All right, welcome back to the Busy Executives Podcast. I'm Michael Wilson, and my guest today is Ken Rusk. And Ken uh, has written an amazing book. We're going to dive into your background a little bit, Ken. Uh, but I just love the fact that you focus on blue-collar workers. You focus on what, you know, shovel and dirt and really making a difference in the lives of professionals and helping them kind of overcome some of the hurdles that, that you faced right at the beginning of your career um, and help them build on success. So, Ken, welcome to today's broadcast. Well, thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Ken, you know, I've gotten to do a little bit of research on you. Uh, I have the book for those who are just listening and not watching. I've got uh, Ken's book, Blue Collar Cash, uh, that I'm, I'm flashing here. But, you know, give the listeners just a little bit of your story. Um, you know, let us know a little bit more about you and, and what really brought you to um, writing your book and sharing your story uh, as you have today. Well, um, again, thank you for having me. It, it, it's, it's interesting because when I was 15, I, I remember that. My high school shared a fence with an, an industrial park. And after school, we would cut through that fence and, and get, go through the industrial park on our way to the carryout and just hang out after school and doing what kids did. And um, I just remember there was always this energy in this industrial park. There's people moving around and there's equipment moving around. There's lots of energy, a lot of things going on. And I was 15 and I, I needed a, a, a job like anybody else. You know, I wanted to take my girlfriend out for pizza or <laughs> buy my first used car or whatever, you know. so. Yeah, I I remember going to one of these buildings. I knew someone that worked there and I said, Hey, what do you guys do here? And they're like, Well, we're basically ditch diggers. That's what we do. We we fix, you know, smelly old rotten damp basements, okay? And we clean them up and we dig a lot of ditches to get the water away from them or whatever. And I said, you know what, I, I can do that. You know, I need I need money like anybody else does. I need my first job. So I decided to do that. And um it was my first full time job. So in the summertime I would do that. And then in the wintertime when I was back in high school. I would work in the office and kind of learn the front half of the business. So, it, you know, at, at, at 18, you know, you're supposed to think about college or whatever you're going to do. And I decided that, um, you know, they needed help because they wanted to open and expand their businesses to from Cleveland to Chicago and Columbus and Cincinnati and Indianapolis and all that. So I spent the, uh, the next three or four years uh, living out of a suitcase, opening up franchises from scratch. Like yeah, I'd go into mm -hmm. an, into a city and build out the interior and get all that done and then hire the people, start the business and then move on to the next one. So that was a pretty cool kind of college-like start for me in, in, in learning how to, to open businesses. And then uh, three or four years after doing that, um, got tired of living out of a suitcase and we opened up our, our first company, uh, our own company here in, in Ohio and um, started with six people. And that was 36 or seven years ago. And I think we have 200 people now. So it's been a heck of a ride. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, obviously just going from, you know, basic need, right? Of a, Hey, I, I just need some pizza money. Right. And, and I want to, yeah. you know, start off at 15 and then really translating that. 
you know, and, and I know we'll kind of cover some of this from the book, but what are some of the lessons that you learned from ditch digging, from just hard work, from just, you know, being really blue collar that help have helped you translate into building these, you know, multiple businesses and, and becoming this leader and really kind of sought after for, you know, your, your advice. You know, the, the beautiful thing about working with your hands and, um, to this day, of the 167 million people that are fully employed in the United States, about half of them do that. The beautiful thing about you know working with your hands is the fact that there's so many things you get to control. I mean, you get to control your input, you get to control your output, the quality of that output, you get to control the reaction of your customers to that output, right? You get to control your day, your time, your scheduling. Um, you get to control your financial gain. And you just don't always get that when you're on the 15th floor in some cubicle in some office building trying to figure out where you fit in in the world, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's there's lots of amazing things about the blue collar work, you know, not the least of which is at the end of the day, you get to stand back and lean on your shovel or your saw or your welder or whatever it might be. And you say, I, I built that. I mean, I, I created mm -hmm. that. That will stand the test of time. And um, I was able to do a lot of that. I had landscaping jobs and I had uh, jobs where, you know, we built these amazing landscapes and these awesome things. And um, those things are still around today. I can drive to them now and still see them. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, helping people have healthy homes and, you know, go from kids who had allergies to, you know, getting off their meds because there's no more mold in the basement and the, ba the basement's usable. And now they play down there and do those kinds of things. You know, that's that's valuable work. And, you know, in addition to having that, being able to, to, like I said, control all the parts of your day, th there's just a magic to that. And, and you know, for some reason, that's gotten stigmatized in, in the last 10 or 20 years. And I don't get it. Um, none of my friends who are blue collar entrepreneurs get that. But I guess it's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you can speak to that a little bit because you've obviously probably seen that as just a trend and even probably in, in the workforce in general, or maybe even folks that, you know, you've hired or look to hire where there's sort of this undercurrent of, Hey, if you don't have a college degree or if you haven't checked these boxes, then you're really not ready to work. And, and your, your, your story, obviously, and I would say even just through your book is a different narrative that there is a different path that you can actually do that through, you know, what would people, people would call, you know, blue collar work, but really through, um, that hard work and that experiential work is, is that correct? Yeah. So there's an interesting phenomenon that happened in, in the last 20 years. So when I was in high school, the teacher said, raise your hand if you're going to college and only half of us did. Okay. The other half, we're going to go into some business or do something, whatever. And I thought that was pretty balanced. You know, I mean, it just seemed that way at the time. Mm -hmm. Well, then, you know, they, they took shop class out of high schools and, you know, shop class was a place where you could walk down the hallway and you could see someone changing a transmission on a Mustang, or you could see somebody wiring an outlet or someone doing someone's hair or nails or baking something or welding an outlet or, you know, working a wood lathe. And that's where mm. people accidentally discovered how cool it was to be in the trades. I mean, it just was. Right. Unless uh, unless your, your, you know, your father was a carpenter or your mother was a hairdresser, you didn't really get exposed to that, right? So mm. it, it was a place where you could, you could accidentally, again, discover how cool that was. So you have that situation, you know, they took those rooms out, they put computers in there. And obviously we need to learn computers. I get that. But why did it have to be one or the other, right? Mm -hmm. So you have that problem. 
the second issue that you have is when I was younger, we built tree forts in the backyard and went in the woods and explored. We cut things down. We hammered things together, screwed things together, whatever. And, right. you know, you can't really do that on your cell phone, which a lot of kids are trying to do these days, you know, with Minecraft and those types of games. <laughs> it's not the same experience. So you don't get that practical hands-on kind of thing as you grow up. And then, you know, the fact that colleges are really good at marketing themselves, number one. Number two, they're a business that makes money. Let's not forget that. And number three, they shame people into thinking, if you don't come with us, you're going to be nothing. And nothing is further from the truth than that particular piece. Now, again, I'm not anti-college. If, if you're going to operate on my shoulder so I can get back out on the golf course, I want you to know everything there is about a knife before you come at me with it. I, I totally yeah. get that. Same thing with being a teacher or a lawyer or an architect or whatever. But if you're just going to go because your college prep high school shamed you into going, mm. well, there's a, a whole lot of other opportunity out there. College has only ever been one of six paths to get to be, um, to get to a successful place for, for you. And um, although right now it seems to be the only path and, 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 and that's part of the problem because what, what happens is if you want to be that carpenter, if you want to be that welder, whether you're you know, a, a, a boy or a girl, if you want to do those things, you're walking down the hallways of a college prep high school, which didn't change anything other than write college prep on the wall. And um, you're thinking, do I not fit in here? I mean, am I doing something wrong? So there's a danger to that. And that's what we're seeing now. Now, best part about that is, Mike, Michael, um, where supply is low and demand is high, and that's where the blue collar work is right now. That's where the money goes. So the people who are thinking, well, maybe I don't want to follow the herd of everybody else doing what they're doing. They're out there doing some things that other people aren't, and they're making a fortune doing. That's all the time we have for this episode. To keep listening, continue on to the next part.